I keep running into people in cyberspace and then they go off into their own dimension. Sometimes I catch up with people on Instagram, sometimes I catch up with people on Twitter. And Nimrod Kammer is a person that I've been trying to catch up to for a while. He's a comedy writer, gonzo journalist based in London. He is also a specialist, uh, an artist that does very specialized NFTs. Um, He claims to hold both Romanian and Israeli passports. His public career started in Israel as the Sudoku tutor known as Captain Sudoku. Uh, He started writing for the Hebrew language financial newspaper Globes and contributed to the first edition of Mayan, an Israeli arts magazine edited by Roy Arad and Joshua Simon. Um, He has a long list of accomplishments. He moved to London in 2011, uh, started publishing periodically in film and written form on BBC Newsnight, Vice, The Guardian, a host of international publications and newspapers. Um, He was the art editor for GQ for two years. Uh, He interviewed Murakami, a number of different people. And so I wanted, but I wanted to have a conversation with Nimrod about his NFT activities. Um, And, you know, like things like he had minted his, uh, his own Wikipedia page. Um, Anyways, without further ado, Uh, Here's my conversation with this very interesting journalist, artist, um, international personality. Tell me a bit about what you've been up to lately. Uh, Yeah, I've been to Tel Aviv, actually, for a few days. Um, Yeah, I'm actually, I might write a book about NFTs. I discussed it with somebody there just early early history of everything that's happened in march april mm-hmm. uh just the the collectors the artists and the jpegs right give me a little bit of background on how long you've been involved with digital art nfts the art world that sort of thing because i've heard of you before yeah i'm a journalist basically i write for airmail and in the past i wrote for gq actually about art and i because I was so bored during lockdown, I, someone called Olive Allen, you know her, she introduced me yes. to And only when I read the New York Times piece about this guy who minted the thing on foundation, I only, I stuck to foundation, one wallet, one platform, and just got hooked on that specific one because I, got, I understood the design and I liked the other people there. And I spoke right. to the CEO of foundation. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it's like when you choose one bank and you choose one software, people keep trying. I opened like a super word just to refer to foundation, basically. Just stuck to one platform. And I don't really get like HEC, whatever. There's other things I don't understand or like DeFi. I'm trying to get it. That's the one that functions on Tezos, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, so... You've, were you involved in the NFT world before 
it became so prominent? Only in the normal art scene, I was involved in like sneaking into the Serpentine party, which is a big gallery in London, mm-hmm. going to Art Basel, Hong Kong, writing about all kinds of art inventions, but never digital. I was really skeptic about digital, but mm. then I only got into it because I realized me and I'm not an artist, someone who's not an artist, a journalist can just uh, like uh, free up space on the hard drive by uh, moving JPEGs to um, the, to foundation in my case and just uh, saving hard drive space. Right. I see. Um, and you're Israeli born? Yeah. Um, just been to the Sohaus Tel Aviv construction site. Uh, you can go and look at the rockets flying out from Gaza to Tel Aviv in the Soha swimming pool. Wow. That's, That's an image. That's an image. Yeah. So um, do you go to Israel often? Uh, Israel what? Do you go to Israel very often? Or have uh, you been yeah, I got of... some family there. Um, there, is, there used to be an art fair called Fresh Paint in Tel Aviv which I used to go to. But um, my background is not just, I, I do all kinds of fashion reporting and um, some political stuff. I, I, I covered the US election once, 2016, the debates. I've done some stuff for BBC Newsnight. Right. But so this yeah, book that the, you're talking, the book that you're talking about that you were mentioning a second ago about NFTs, that's um, going to, just cover the several several months of sort of the that that happened so tell me a bit more about the book we're going to call it nft early history it's like a big coffee table book going to be in hotels and we're going to focus not just on artists but give artists a list of collectors that they can um, spam in one place people who are most likely because I keep introducing artists to, to NFTs and they don't really know how to chase collectors. So we're going to explain the delicacies and how to be subtle about it, how to pretend you're, you're a collector yourself or actually be a collector yourself. So you have some uh, like, like position in the community. So what would somebody listening to this who wants to learn more about that do to get more collectors? What would your advice be? I would go to Dubai and meet them face to face, like this guy Farzine or two other famous collectors in Dubai. There's this UAE NFT guy and there's Emir Kaya, who's a big um, Dubai collector. So I think showing up is the new thing because nobody wants to read DMs and nobody wants to read emails about your art. You need to show up and pitch it in person, like try to be friends and go to the hotels they hang out, go find some other reasons to meet them. Pretend to interview collectors for your blog or whatever, then they'll be more interested in like talking to you. Right. Fly to Dubai, basically. So when I get to Dubai, what do I do to meet them? You go, like if you want to meet Farzine, he's a music producer, you try to show up in the studio and just like say you want to hang out. Cause you'd be oh, you mean three, three you know. F? Are you talking three about three F? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in. I'm in that person. collection. The NFT that I produced is in his collection, mm. which was um, kind of a wild occurrence. Yeah, no one bought as much as he did from early days, like February. Even he bought the Nyan Cat, 
all the Pussy Riots, the New York Times, right. Screen Grab, so much. Right. Yeah. Um, he bought my stuff. And... Like, I've done a piece called NFT, which I show his collection in an animated way. The stuff is already bought, and he bought it for me. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So it continues. And where do you think the NFT world is now? Or do you think it was just a two-month craze and now it's starting to, like, die out? I think out? now it's going kind of offline. The event happened in Miami. My concept of going to Dubai. It's going a bit offline and, and it requires some old social climber tricks. So, like, sneaking into, like, parties just to go do a face-to-face -face thing after COVID and actually meet collectors. That's where it's going. And obviously, I hope that Ethereum is like gonna do better. Like for the first time yesterday, actually, Ethereum went up and Bitcoin went down. Ethereum went up yesterday, and Bitcoin went down the same time. Up until then, mm -hmm. it was like parallel. Right. So I kind of had the same idea that you did, and I just I've only really I mean I've only really minted anything on Foundation myself, yeah. and some of the work that I've done appears in different different places minted by other people yeah. but the generally you've done yeah i have a magazine thing and an, and it's also an account for my art yeah. um so it's sort of the same thing yeah i'm into the your connection with Wulton fighter i assume right. it might be richard prince maybe it's right not. uh well a lot of people message me asking me whether ralton is richard prince and yeah. uh i don't i think that's up to Ralton to, to say. I, I don't personally know. He's an interesting know. guy. I'd love to visit his farm or his whatever. Yeah, his yeah. I've talked to him many times. Um, yeah. Very nice person. Very, uh, we did a podcast on this podcast, actually. He's oh, yeah. one of the guests. Yeah, I spoke to Ryder Rips that they have a connection. Also, Ryder and Fider sound similar. Right. Maybe he's connected to him in some way. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of mysterious stuff going on. There's a lot of people with uh, no identity or mysterious identity in in the art world as well. I, wa I wanted to ask you what you think about, do you care about the art world or do you see the NFT world as just something completely separate? I, someone actually tweeted whether you can sell like a Mona Lisa once as an NFT, once as a canvas. And I said it's actually different art. It's not like you're buying the same thing or selling it. Because there was a famous art scammer. He's in jail now, Inigo Philbrick. He sold the same piece of painting three times to different people. And he kept it because many collectors just don't ask for the work to be delivered. Or they would agree to have it delivered later. So he just sold the same thing a few times. That's not okay. But if you sell it another time as a separate medium, it's not the same art, I would say. So I, I think many collectors, they have big houses. They don't have any space anymore on their walls. So that's why some of them go to NFTs. Uh, I, I would say there's still, people still want to impress their guests with like big art. Maybe, I'm not sure anyone would actually want to show NFTs in their entire house on a screen on their walls, kind of lame, I think. Hmm. So there, there is space for both. And I would say it's different kinds of art. And even if it's the same artist, it's not the same medium and different trajectories, different. I wanted to know what um, the book is going to be like that you're writing about NFTs. 
So as I was saying, it's going to be covering the best art that was sold so far, kind of separated from artists that were already famous. And it was easier for them to get into the NFT scene and unknown artists. Um, those who just did it as memes, as like just starting out, they would never have made money anywhere else. Kind of make those distinctions and also map the collectors and do some uh, dictionary telling people what is minting, what is shilling, swapping, DeFi. I barely understand DeFi, but I'm going to mention it. Mm. So you're actually, it's, it'll be also kind of like an NFT user's manual. Yeah, like a big heavy book with pictures and manuals. And also comparing mm. wallets, like Rainbow is a great wallet. Not many people know it, maybe. It's the best design. It's, it shows your collection in your wallet in a way that MetaMask does not in a public link. And also uh, Rainbow allows you to invest, just put some money and they take care of the 2.4% growth. And it's really easy to understand, kind of like foundation. I highly recommend Rainbow as a wallet. It, really? It's not compat. Is it compatible with uh, Foundation? Um, I I imported the MetaMask to Rainbow. Um, I see. I still use MetaMask to log in, but I use Rainbow to actually handle the money, do more with my Ethereum's, invest and stuff. And I buy. I bought the Socks coin on Rainbow. It's like Unisocks. You heard about that? No. White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading institutions for contemporary art.